Yeah, you ready to sink? I'll start yep. on one. Uh, one. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought, I thought I for a second, like... Eight. I thought, no, I just kept going. I, I thought, like, what if I just threw a nine in there? Well, how, would he, how would he react? How would he respond? Laughter. That's the answer. You know what we brought up last time and didn't answer? Uh, what kind of intro we do? What kind of intro we do? We, 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 we've created this show based off of evolution and changing and, and adding things and implementing them. And then we talk about adding them and then they go away. What do we do? What we do is what we said. We said we always say, welcome to episode three of Moronic Evolution. Right. And what's your name? My name remains John Kinte. And mine, if my memory serves and my notes are correct, it is Holly Davenport. That's why I have those notes too. It tallies. Okay, good. Um, It's on a sticky note on my laptop, just to always have, in case I forget. Uh, This is a weird bit. Um... (laughs) So we're here again, and we've we've have like a real audience, dude. Like people listen to this. Absolutely. I was uh, I was pleasantly, I was I was both embarrassed and pleasantly surprised uh, when I had to delay episode two uh, because I was like, oh well, I have to delay it another week. We're still trying to figure out whether it's going to be weekly or biweekly, which we're still trying to figure out. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of people were like, oh. I, I yeah. was really looking forward to it. I'm sorry. And I was like, really? You were? And they're like, yeah, we're, we're having a good time. So thank you. What, for, for one or more one or more people were like, where's episode two? And I was <laughs> like, that's more than I expected. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah. Well, that's, and, that's very kind of you all. And uh, we were lucky enough to listen along live to the um, premiere last week. I can't, see, I can't say last week, can I? Because that was. It was episode one. Yes, because it's not. It even also last wasn't last week. week. <laughs> it's not even last week when we're recording this, let alone when people hear this. Correct. So when the premiere of episode one came out, we were lucky enough to listen along with a with a hardcore group of uh, friends and fans, mm-hmm. uh, supporters, and we got instant feedback and feature suggestions, which was great. Uh, we then went on to record episode two the same night, right? With those, with those first uh, suggestions, we've since got even more. Uh, because oh, yeah. I think the, the the gap has allowed it to trail uh, 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 behind a bit and allowed people to gather their thoughts, get into the swing of it. So yeah, we've got a packed show this week. We do. We have we have quite a bit of of, of stuff to cover. Do you want to do you want to roll us off? What do you want to start with? Well, we started episode one with a whole bunch of questions uh, at each other, which was about maybe three quarters of the podcast. Uh, it did. It was a, it was a good icebreaker. I think. I think yeah. it, it set it set both of us up well. And the uh, the first suggestion uh, that I got was that uh, we should make up a, a, a set group of questions that we can either uh, ask each other the first time, but then be able to ask guests of, um, you know, much like the, the completely stolen questions we had the first time, <laughs> uh, which I think is a great idea. Yeah, I like it quite a bit. Um, what do you... Well, first off, should we cover... <laughs> The, the two questions that were suggested. By... I, was, I was gonna say, we were you about to ask me a question, and was that question one or was that no a logistical God, no. question? No, that is that is a question that takes some thinking. Um, I thought you were about to just jump in both feet. Right, we need some questions. Uh, how many limes are you holding? You know, God, like, just no. jump straight in. <laughs> no, and the answer is nearly um, always zero. <laughs> no, the nearly always zero. 
the the two questions that were suggested by yeah by the person who who suggested the idea uh of of creating a question list uh were should we say who it was uh well we actually have two separate aspects to it someone suggested the list and someone else just submitted two questions without knowing the other person had that's fair uh, i think we should credit people uh i I don't think i i I think it's sort of a, a a fairly given that if you are posting on you know the 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 sort of comments of a podcast that your question might get read out yeah um, that's fair i think i think if people don't want to be credited maybe they should specify yeah okay yeah but yeah that sounds good to me so yeah so who who was whose idea was it to actually have the question list then so um yeah to, so tohawk suggested a couple of questions but it was my friends nat and alfie said that they really enjoyed the uh the, the empire uh, magazine questions mm-hmm. uh, and having guests on and being able to then have our own set of designed to start stories and conversations questions right um but they didn't have any suggestions specifically whereas tohawk did tohawk heard us chattering away about whatever and and decided he had <laughs> some quite intense suggestions shall we shall we go through yes that? the first one which is a terrifying question for anybody <laughs> absolutely is what's the biggest mistake you've ever made and would you do it again <laughs> that's, well, that's well, the question i, I love mean, these here, questions here's my here's my idea right i don't know if we should go with this but i'm gonna say it anyways i think our first question should be something so unbelievably like hamburgers <laughs> or cheeseburgers and then the second question should light. be, what's your biggest mistake you've ever made? <laughs> like, I like that idea a lot. And why was it choosing hamburgers? Uh, well, okay. Wait, we, we, can't, we can't do this. We can't, we'll, <laughs> this will be the entire episode. You know, I, I love these questions, and I, and I do think uh, keeping it light is, is probably better on the whole. But right. I mean, there were, there were some uh, questions in the other set that were you know, moderately personal in a way. You know, they weren't sure. just fluff. So so I think um what's the biggest mistake I've ever made? I, I really can't even start to like conceptualize Neither can on I the spot. Nor, nor do I want to dive down that hole of self loathing. <laughs> well, like I don't know if that's fun for a comedy podcast. Well let me tell you, I've made some mistakes and they're not all terrible. Yeah. Like I've just made bad choices. I remember distinctly when I was about six or seven years old walking up to the wrong woman wearing a long beige coat and tucking up thinking it was my mother turned oh, around it wasn't it's the worst at that point in my life that was probably the worst mistake i'd ever made and i would do it again but i don't think that's really what the spirit of the question's asking no i don't think so either um, um i i once just just to answer the question in a silly way and not like a i ruined my life kind of situation <laughs> i Actually, I should mention this. Um, I, as of today, am no longer an employee of my job of five years. Uh, oh wow! Congratulations. Today was my last day at the grocery store I used to work at, uh, which is which is rad. Super stoked about that. Moving on to better things. Um, but while I was there, I feel more comfortable saying now that I'm no longer an employee. I did some shifts. I worked in every department. Like I did produce. I did grocery. I did uh, meat. I did bulk foods and bulk foods is the topic of discussion for this story i put uh sugar in the flour bin Ooh. like a full like 30 pound case of sugar in the flour like bin. powdered sugar uh yes powdered sugar and uh what what i what they don't tell you 
at a grocery store is if you if you cross contaminate two bulk foods items, you have to throw both of them away. Oh, jeez. Because you can't separate them. No. There's no. You're not going to hire somebody to separate grain from grain, so you toss it all. So I, I made them throw what, away. What you should do so much product. What you should do is get a big spoon, mix it up, and sell it as sweet flour, pre pre sweetened flour. It's a whole new product. You don't throw it away. You double the price. Oh, God. Double down <laughs> on it. That's that's marketing. That's good. Absolutely. Um, but that's like the that's like the biggest like dumb like oh this guy's an idiot mistake I've ever made. So what you're um, telling me is you did this on Monday and now you're unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not in relation to my now no longer be working there. Um, what's, what's the biggest mistake I've ever made being employed? I can't think of. I've certainly done stuff like. Like you try to get the lid off something and it flies right. off and like something that's gonna make cause a stain goes everywhere. Like I've dropped water on computers and stuff. Like stuff yeah. that no one can really blame you for. It's just an accident. But like I crashed like, a forklift. Oh. Wow. Yeah, that was fun. Congratulations. Um, it that's I ran a- it into a wall. <laughs> it hit a wall. Cause because someone took the governor, the the little thing that, that stops you from going like ten miles an hour on the damn thing. Oh yeah, uh, was was not working, and no one told me. So I flew into a wall, and then I was like, "Oh, it's fine. Wall's a little dented, but it's cool." Started to try and drive it again, like away from the wall, and hydraulic fluid just started shooting from oh. the damn thing. <laughs> it, was very, it was very good. Maybe that's okay. Hold on. Let let's uh, let's adapt this question and say, what's the biggest workplace mistake <laughs> you've ever made? I like that because whoever we have on as a guest in the future is going to have a different perspective to to, to talk about there. Right, because everybody good. works in different places. And everyone relates to that as well. Like, sure. It's like when you call your boss dad. You know, it's never good. <laughs> I've never done that. That's all. That's, that's, I haven't that's either. Petrifying. I was just imagining it. I've done it as a teacher, so... Ugh. I think I did. When I was like a little kid, I did that too. Yeah. Um, And then the other uh, one... That I was going to say, yeah, your, your forklift... Uh, answer is quite a good segue into what is the most dangerous thing you have ever done yeah that's the other one um i mean i like like to keep my feet on the ground you know i don't i don't really do any uh any dangerous like stupid stuff um i've Um, done some like when i was a younger lighter man i did some like questionably fast longboarding down big dumb hills yeah uh that was pretty like like oh i'm going 45 miles an hour right now like that's that that was that's yeah. that's sketchy, but I, I don't know. That's that, that that's not fun. I didn't like jump out of a plane. I I have a sort of inverse answer to that. I've done things which were genuinely dangerous, but only if you didn't know what you were doing. Uh, so I right. I grew up next to a very large river. I still live near it, and it is a, a tidal river, which is unusual. But in the southwest of England, the estuary is so wide that when the when the the tide comes in, a tidal wave goes up the river for tens of miles oh uh and as the river narrows the tidal wave gets bigger oh god uh, and so the momentum keeps going all the way up to the city that's at the head of the the, the river uh, where the canals start and it sort of dissipates just into a river you know but uh where i am about halfway along this river it's um it's probably a quarter of a mile across the river it's a big river and uh, it's about six yards, six meters tidal range. So from low tide, it's like a, a channel in the middle with mud and rocks and sand around it where 
you still would probably be up to your thighs, your waist, if you walked into the middle of the river, but it's quite swift flowing. And then it goes all the way up to being, you know, like five meters above that, like full, bank to bank of, of moving water. So um, it's a bit different to a, a coastal tide, where a coastal tide comes in for 12 hours, goes out for 12 hours, basically. Or is it, mm-hmm. is it, is it six? I can't remember. I forget what it is, but I it know. Comes in, yeah, that's right. It comes in twice a day, goes out twice a day, in about yeah. equal measure. Whereas uh, a tidal river comes in for an hour, like all the water rushing upstream the wrong way. And then as the tide slackens, the whole thing slackens, and then it has slack water for about an hour at the top, and then it all just gently runs out for the next 10. And then does it again. So for ten hours of that section, it's just a river at some state of fullness. But for that one hour, it's a tidal wave rushing in. And I used to go <laughs> down at low tide in the couple of hours before it was due to come in and pick up stuff, beachcombing. I'd pick up trinkets. I'd find golf balls, bits of bits of uh, ceramic or glass that had been worn, like you pick up on the beach. And I knew the tidal wave was coming in a little while. And usually I'd check the time that it was because uh, it changes a bit each day but like i was from age like 12 to 17 i do that sometimes twice a day you know and i was quote unquote in danger like the whole time like if that if i was in there when the tidal wave came along like you are probably not getting out again it yeah, it, it, it comes in at the speed that's like it's faster than you can walk but you could probably outrun it like it's fast but it's not like scary 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 fast um, and because I grew up next to it, I knew what the risks were. There was also, you know, quicksand, soft mud, that kind of stuff. You did have to be careful. So from an outside perspective, that was like reckless parenting. Like, why is your child in <laughs> in in a in a drought in a in a what do you call it a, a dry riverbed waiting for a tidal wave to wash them away? But um, it was great fun. It was a great childhood. You know, picking up sticks and. Stabbing sure. things and finding dead fish and going, ooh. <laughs> uh, and I remember a few close calls. There were times when you hear it coming before you see it. So when it's about half a mile off, you hear this rushing and you're like, oh, I should get out. Uh, so you make your way to the nearest bank and you scramble up. And then, you know, two and a half minutes later, it's rushing past you. Everything <sighs> is a roiling white water and sticks and debris and. You think, oh, God, I'm not still in there. And you're like, yeah, you're like, that would have been me 30 right. minutes ago. And I, I and I, I was a young, fearless child. I, I, you know, I never had any real doubt that I would get out. Sure. But certainly, like, a couple of minutes after the wave went past and my mother hadn't seen me return to the house, she'd look out the window thinking, was he in there or was he not? <laughs> and I'd wander in like, with oh, my... I hope so. Yeah, exactly. And I'd, I'd wander in with my bag of goodies. And, you know, they'd be like a... You know, a, a wet sock and a half-eaten Harry Potter bobblehead and 12 golf balls. I'd say, look what I found. And she'd be like, look at my drown. Yeah. Um, Jesus. So I don't know whether that's the most dangerous thing I've ever done, but it's certainly the most dramatic, like, casual thing I've done. That like casual legit. risk you take every day kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. genuinely had risk. That's too. fair. Yeah. Uh, so I like that. I like, uh, what's the biggest workplace mistake? Uh, what's the most dangerous thing you've ever done? And it's a, and and I I like I like your answer too. I like it just being you know. Uh, how, how we like, ask like, what's the most casual risk you take on a regular basis? Like things oh, that I other like people that. wouldn't do. Like oh, I go ninety miles an hour down the motorway every day. But lots of people do that. Like what's sure. the thing that you 
you you know the risks, but you're confident enough. You say, yeah, and you figure that. you'll be fine. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Uh, so yeah, workplace <laughs> mistake and casual risk. Let's 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 count those as as two, and I like we'll that. come next episode with with a couple more, and and maybe tack onto it. Absolutely. Until until we get a guest, and then bombard them with our dumb questions. So, do we want to go through any of our own thoughts? Do we have any at the top of our head right now? Thoughts about what? Like with with those questions sort of in place based on those suggestions is there anything you would want to ask a guest that you think we could potentially spit more right now like their name um country of origin well do they okay, wear well, their yes, socks I'd, matched or odd that's I good i like that, that a that's a good window into the soul yeah very important personality my signify. favorite my favorite window into the soul question it takes far too long but uh but my favorite window into this whole question that I would always ask people is you have one, you can have a breakfast, a lunch, a dinner, a snack, and a dessert. Ooh. And it's every, like, dietary issues notwithstanding. You can yeah. have it every day. Like, that's all you can eat for the rest of your life. Like, what would you pick for each five of those things? I don't I expect, like that a lot. I don't expect them to have an answer for each one immediately like that would be a question that takes a lot of time but we can keep no, that I think one on the do. back burner like oh we have a really immediately yeah i love food and this is the sort of thing that like um not to go too deep into i've never had any official diagnosis but i super suspect that i have uh autistic and adhd tendencies where i like okay. routine in a lot of things mm-hmm. and i hyper focus on things sometimes it doesn't really affect my life strongly enough to be like a a label that I use. But when it comes to food, I have like textural sensitivities as well. So I've spent a lot of time finding foods I'm super comfortable with and have eaten over and over again. So okay. up front, straight away, cooked breakfast, English breakfast is like, I agree with Rob Swanson, <laughs> Bre- breakfast food is just categorically the best food. There's no doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, for lunch, I'm going to say soup. I love, like, soup oh. salad, cheese toasty. It's a great choice. Interesting. If I have to pick, I'd say tomato soup. Uh, it's simple. When you feel like it, it's just so satisfying. You dip that cheese toasty and the, the cheese is melty. And huh. the, oh, it's just so good. It's so satisfying. It's homey. God, that's such a good satisfying. decision. Like, that's such a good choice. I never thought about that. Uh, for dinner, I'm going to say traditional roast. Like, whether it's chicken or whatever, all the trimmings. Like, Christmas dinner. Like Nice. You get all the stuffings and sauces. You're going very traditional veg. so far. Yeah. Some some soup, some uh, a traditional English breakfast, uh, a roast. Like that. That's very like, you know. By the I think, book, I appreciate that. I think for me, it's nostalgia, comfort, and also variety. They have lots of different things on the same plate. Right. Uh, and they contrast each other as well. Like soup's way different to a cooked breakfast, you know. Sure. Um, what were the other two categories? Dessert. Uh, it and- was snack and dessert. Like snack dessert, could be anywhere in between breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I think for dessert, I'd have to go creme brulee, just because I love it. Oh, phenomenal um, As for snack, I could not leave crisps out of it. Just a okay. big bag of, like, kettle chips or... Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I would probably happily live on that for the rest of my life. Uh, <laughs> there are things I'd miss, but, like, yeah, I'm no, I'm good with that. Okay, really quickly. Uh, I will go through mine because uh, I thought about this question quite a bit. Uh, breakfast. This will be the third episode in a row of our three episodes so far of me mentioning biscuits and gravy. It's one of my favorite foods of all time. <laughs> I would eat it until 
the Lord himself told me to stop. Uh, and you, lunch. you count that as a breakfast food? Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it's, it's, it's traditionally a breakfast food in America. Oh, it's like a that. breakfast diner sort of sort of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, biscuits and gravy for breakfast. Uh, lunch, I, I, I have, like, this ideal deli sandwich that's, like, absurd and very specific. It's a croissant sandwich with uh, salami and bacon and roast beef and sharp oh, cheddar cheese. That sounds and so good. Oil and vinegar, salt, pepper, like, amazing. Like, like mm. I, I've had it a couple times. Like, it's it's like the best thing I've ever eaten. Um, snack, I would have to go mozzarella sticks. Like, they're one of my favorite, like fried mozzarella All sticks. Right. Yeah. Um, again, if if this if dietary issues were at play here, I would drop dead <laughs> in like a week. <laughs> Um, now, now you mention it, I would miss fries because I didn't include them anywhere. Unless you, they are on some English breakfasts, but that's that's not traditional. Interesting. Okay, but, I didn't know that. Well, like um, if you go to like a sorry, a, a tangent, but if you go to like a like a diner style greasy spoon, like we talked about before, they've always got chips on the menu, and they'll sub something in. You know, if you don't want the the hash browns, you get the chips instead. Like, but it is a a diversification of traditionally. If I said cooked English breakfast, you wouldn't come with chips. I'm so mad at you. As, after the episode after we make the distinction of chips, fries, crisps, you use every word to describe everything. No, no, you no. You went I, out of your way to say chips for both items, and you said crisps for chips, and you said fries for fries. So I don't know. What you, I, I, I don't know no, which no, one's no, no. which. I, I, I promise. I categorically use British terms. I said crisps and said kettle chips because that's the brand name. Oh, but kettle God chips damn. are crisps. And then I said fries because I mean the thin like McDonald's oh, style light fries, yeah. not fish and chip shop chips. I know it's confusing, and um, but I, I try my best. <laughs> okay, where where was I? I did breakfast and snack. Okay, yeah. dinner. Um, my favorite food is sushi. I would have like oh. like a couple of a couple of specialty sushi rolls. I've been uh, one... look, looking over my, my roast chicken at you, so jealous. <laughs> well, then rethink your answer. Um, I, I always do, whenever I go to a sushi place, I always get two rolls. I get one spicy tuna roll with a bunch of other whatever the hell they offer. And then the other one, I get whatever deep fried roll they offer. Whether it's like a spider roll or just like a like a regular roll that's deep fried. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's so, so good. I love sushi. Um, and then dessert. Uh, dessert's the one that I always fluctuate on. My favorite dessert ever used to be churros. Like... Uh, yeah. I love the cinnamon sugar flavor. Like the 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 yeah. the combination of those two flavors are is really good. But it has since changed to probably tiramisu cake. Oh, I love yeah. love 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 tiramisu cake. I'm uh, not so a that's huge, probably what it huge fan of coffee, but like in general, creamy oh, stuff like that. I'm a coffee <laughs> maniac. You could put coffee in any <laughs> traditional food. What I'm sipping on right now is a coffee flavored whiskey. Oh, nice. That's what I'm drinking as we speak. So. Um, so yeah, that's a fun one. So we could we could just we we'll do those three, right? I like for, that for yeah. now, and and I imagine it'll expand. Uh, so yes. the, so the one one of each meal a day question are most da- or most what is it dangerous regular activity is what we said. Um, yeah, like like everyday risk that you yes everyday every risk, and then the last one is going to be for, for now is going to be workplace mistake. Yes, and I like that quite a bit. Uh, that that seems like a good, good beat to move on. Absolutely. Uh, did um, you have anything, or what, what? What do you want to do next? No, uh, as you said, uh, it's tough to come up with these questions off the top of your head, and I only have silly ones. I can I can come up with nonsense endlessly. What's oh, we could do that forever. What's your favorite letter? How many cars can you eat? You know, what? 
please direct me to the nearest mosque. Like, they're all good questions, <laughs> but not necessarily for this list. I don't know if you would need... All right, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Were you about to question my nonsense? It doesn't, <laughs> I, doesn't I, I, do you For a second, good. I was going to be like, why would you ask a person ostensibly in a different country than you to direct you to the nearest mosque? But what a, you know, it's fine. We'll cross that bridge. It's a, qu- it's a question to ask. Um... <laughs> But yes, what do you uh, what do you want to what do you want to move on to? What do you got next? Cultural differences. Uh, this will be the third installation of the award-winning <laughs> argument uh, discussion. <laughs> okay. War between the UK and the US. And, and let me has... remind <laughs> let me remind the audience that we are currently at a score of two to one. Yes. Two in the UK, one yeah. for the United States. In my favor. Uh, and favor. we have had some suggestions here. Oh, good. This. Great. Um, we had one suggestion, which was a very general one, saying they really enjoyed the uh, segment and that uh, we should try and uh, avoid cliches if we can, which we didn't do last week. Well, I, I feel <laughs> that we have such strong opinions on the cliches that we wanted to get them out of the way as quickly as possible. Definitely. I think we would, um, would have been lynched for not mentioning them. Correct. <laughs> so the fri- the fries, crisps, chips thing is very important yeah. and i'm i'm content to put that one to bed for now until <laughs> it comes too. up again because i know it will um uh, but i I agree uh, the, the cliches should probably be avoided yes uh and the, the first suggestion was um things that you find really normal that other people find crazy which i think is a really good topic i had a an experience uh recently um I was in a voice chat with some uh, with some friends who you, you all know, and I realized I was the only white person in the chat. Everybody else was some flavor of brown or Latino or whatever, like from all, okay. all around the world. Um, and the people who had South American heritage were talking about literally cutting up a lemon, taking a slice of it, sprinkling mm-hmm. some salt on it, and just eating it like a snack. Salt? Salted lemon. And me a and... Salted and, lemon. Yes, and me and the other British person in the chat were like, what are you saying? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, like, I used to just be like, mum, I'm hungry. And they'd be like, ah, oh, have some lemon, slice, salt, there you go. And it's great, and it's salty, and it's bitter. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, that sounds like the worst thing in the world. Um, I mean, I have not tried it. I have, I will say that I had a family member for a long time, and I used to do this too, that would eat lemons by themselves with sugar. Like sure, would, I've done they, that. They would, they would get a plate of sugar and then like dip the lemon slice into it and then yeah. eat it that way. I like I think candied is citrus. Yeah, I'm go- I'm all good with the candied citrus. My British compatriot in this voice chat was more on your side of things saying, I haven't tried that. Maybe it's nice. I was firmly in the camp of like, that sounds horrendous. I'm never putting that in my mouth. Well, the problem is a lemon by <laughs> itself is very sour. It's, it assaults yep. you, right? Um, yeah. the, the sugar cuts it with sweet so it's a little bit more of a pleasant experience however salt is a flavor amplifier like yeah. when you salt something it just brings the flavor of that thing out like salted caramel, salted chocolate like you know savory foods so yeah. I feel like it would just make the lemon lemonier I, I think it, what it is is if you're not sensitive to the bitterness it makes it a more lemony lemon and that can be a really nice flavor but okay. I am quite sensitive to the bitter and I, think, I don't know whether this is like genetic or cultural or whatever you just get used to it but my friend went and got lemon. This was like two in the morning. He went and got lemon and salt and tried it. And it oh. was the most horrific experience of their life. <laughs> and I was Do satisfied. I know this yeah, this is Faius. Oh, it's Faius. Yeah. 
And and the others in 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 question were uh, Della Anto, Mad Monk. Okay. Um, and those three were all like, "Yeah, it's great." Huh. And me and Fares like, "No." Fares and I being British, uh, uh, yeah, I, it was just just so alien to us, like such so a different like. That's you not don't a do, thing. You don't do bitter, do you? Um, I don't mind bitter. Well, like, like you say, I'm not a fan of coffee. Like, a lot of right. things that have bit, bitter aspects. I don't mind it in the right what place, a, but general. What no. about like a red wine? Yeah, see, I don't drink alcohol either. Partial oh, I forgot alcohol tastes like ass. Well, well <laughs> haven't tried the right stuff, my friend. I, you know, for someone who doesn't drink, I have tried quite a few. Like when I was, when I when I was, I've never been drunk, but I have sipped different alcoholic products at different times and gone mm, that also tastes bad <laughs> and it may be that like i was like if i tried it now i wouldn't mind but yeah. uh, it's now such a part of my life that i don't even think about it you know i mean um, you're better off like by a lot so well i people have told me this and I've, I've i've walked up to people at parties where i'm drinking like i don't know like a like a glass of milk or something really obviously not alcoholic <laughs> And they're standing there with their like twelfth beer, and they're like, "I really, my, I wish I could do that." And they take another well, drink, and I'm like, "Uh huh." Yeah. That's literally what I did just now. I was like, "Oh, you're better off for it," and then I sip my whiskey again. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, as long as people are enjoying it. But um, I uh, yeah, like that—that that was one of the moments where culturally I was just like, "That sounds fake." Like people don't actually do that, right? But I'm assured they do. All right, that's fascinating. I have an American friend uh, who grew up in Kansas, met a British gentleman online. Well, actually, they met me online, so they did meet a British gentleman online, and then introduced <laughs> them to who is now their husband. Uh, so the, oh, yes. So, yeah. so they, they went for the second British gentleman they met, not the first. <laughs> and um, uh, they then moved to the UK after a long-winded sort of, you know, uh, sorting all that legal stuff out, and are now mm-hmm. living here with indefinite leave to remain, have been for a number of years, very happy. Okay. Uh, they moved here and they were the mother figure to some young children and had to learn how much a bag of pasta weighs in metric versus how much a bag of potatoes weighs and would often buy one potato and a, and a pillowcase full of pasta because the, the weights are <laughs> off. Like, how do I know how big the weight is? Like, Yeah, sure. And one of the things she was very confused by is we have what we call squash in the UK which is a concentrated, usually fruit-flavored soft drink. It is a syrup, essentially. What? So you buy a bottle of the concentrated syrup, and that might be like a you know two-liter bottle or something, like quite a big bottle, and you then pour a little bit into a glass, and you fill it up from the tap or from the water dispenser or whatever. And you what are you a... talking about? Right. So this is this is real? I've never heard this of this is... before. Well, exactly. And this is such a common thing in the UK. Kids everywhere are like, Mom, can I have some squash? And is it like a powder? Squash. No, no, no! It's it's a syrup. It's like it's like a thick liquid. It's not really syrupy. It's just liquid, and yeah, it's like oh God. Okay, but if you ever try to drink it straight, which my friend did, oh, her, no. her new stepchild oh, no. was like, "Can I get some squash?" She just filled that cup to the brim with this super concentrated oh. syrup. Oh Jesus! And uh, I did the same thing myself when I went to France when I was in school, and I couldn't read what was on the bottles. I bought a mm. drink of what I thought was a drink, and it was. It was it was squash, so we call it squash. I think you might be more familiar with the term cordial. No, no, no. A cordial tends no. to be more botanical, and it goes in like alcoholic mixes, that sort of thing. So you might get like an elderflower cordial, 
Whereas, oh, okay, so or like a lime cordial. We have, we have things similar to that. We have bitters, right? Yeah, similar, kind which of are thing. which sound similar, and then like just like syrups, like flavored syrups, like yeah. Uh, another thing that we will do with, uh, like in the same vein, in terms of like mixed drinks, is like they make a liqueur of every flavor. So yeah. like like elderflower specifically you mentioned like elderflower liqueur right. is huge to make like botanical floral drinks. Absolutely, but if you walk into a supermarket in the UK, you go to the drinks aisle and you've got bottled water, Coke, Pepsi, Sprite, whatever, and then you've got squash and cordials, and this is a whole array of different brands, different flavors. You can buy a, bo- a bottle of concentrated syrup, and some of them are like really cheap, and they're like four times strength, and like you're just basically making sugar water into kids drinks some of them are quite <laughs> high end and they're like a real like properly brewed flavor botanical kind of thing um but yeah so ubiquitous squash is just like uh just every house has something and they right. know if any kids come around they're like yes quick and the bottle lasts ages because it's concentrate do um, you have uh here's a question do you have mio it's a company mm, brand uh yeah so that's a little squirty like and it like makes a full drink, right? Yeah, that's not what you, well. You put it in water, and it like flavors the water. That's what I mean. That's essentially what squash is. But okay. mio is even more concentrate. Like you just do the squirt. Whereas um, squash tends to be maybe like a finger of syrup to like a a, a full like glass of of. <laughs> I was gonna say for a pint, it's like a finger for yeah, a that's pint. Fine. But no, but like, no, I, I know what a pint is. Yeah, so so uh, it's more than the Mio is. The Mio is super concentrated. Uh, right. Uh, but yeah, and you did mention powder, like Kool-Aid, classically. That's not a thing here. Okay. Everything's squash instead, basically. Yeah, there's uh, there's Kool-Aid, which is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is, there's a, there's one, I don't know if it's just a local thing. I don't know if it's like a like a nationwide thing. I've, I, I know it because I grew up with it, but there is one that is delightfully disgusting called tang oh t-a-n-g yeah. tang on the side of the thing and it's a big orange like tub of powder and it's like this like citrusy like it essentially turns water into sunny d yeah <laughs> like which is which is not a, an awesome experience if you're over the age of 10 but if you're a kid it's like oh great yeah this tastes awesome like tang is always next to the country style lemonade like real sweet stuff ah uh, gotcha oh well, that, that's the other thing we should mention is that lemonade is different what? So you know that like uh classic like kids making lemonade, me lemonade stand, dollar a cup, whatever. Yeah, yeah, staple of 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 American summers. Oh, absolutely, but it's such a weird thing to British people because we're like, how is the kid making Sprite? Like, where? How? Where's the carbonation coming from? What's You're the... kidding. Because we don't do traditional flat lemonade, like make a pitcher of lemonade and water and ice, whatever. Like everything here is soda. So the word lemonade means like a lemon soda. soda? Yeah. So when you've got a lemonade stand, I'm like, wow, how enterprising are these kids? Like, what are they doing? What have they got, like, a still around the back? They're like, fucking, <laughs> you know. So No, so, lemonade is, a lemonade stand is literally just a kid who squeezed some lemons, yeah. put some lemon juice in some water, and then added some sugar, and that's it. Yeah, and you can t- you can totally see how that would be cute and Yeah, easy ice to cold, easy to make. You give them, like, a dollar, it's delicious. And it's such a cultural touchstone for so much American media that you yeah. can see why British people are like, what? Excuse me? Hmm. Um, That's yeah. so funny. I've never heard the difference in terminology there. 
yeah, it's really interesting because uh, if you buy like a, you can get lemonade, you can get cloudy lemonade, which is a more traditional country style, but it's still carbonated. Mm. And then you get like Sicilian lemonade, where it is like sour as it comes. Okay. Uh, like, and it's often not carbonated, and that's like a niche artisan thing that you have to like buy in a pizza restaurant. Like, you can't go to a, a supermarket and just buy flat lemonade off the shelf. Which um, I find fascinating. There used to be, uh, very close to where I live, there used to be a farmer's market where you'd give them $2, which is absurdly cheap. you yeah. give them $2, and they'd give you like a half-gallon mason jar. Keep the jar, do whatever you want, bring the jar back, and it's $1.50. Like, it's like insanely wow. cheap lemonade that was like, they had different kinds. They had like a strawberry puree le- uh, lemonade. They had a pineapple mint lemonade that I would wow. down... By the that gallon, it was so 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 good. Uh, but yeah, like like a like a non carbonated like just re- ice cold lemonade. That's a super American. I guess I guess American. Yeah, like summer thing. That's so funny. I I, I never knew that. Yeah, and, and and I think that's what I really like about this segment is that you get into the things that seem so normal to you that you don't realize other people are going what yeah at. And as you say, like a traditional summertime thing. In the UK, to a lot of people, summertime is like ice cold cider, slice of lemon, oh. or slice of apple in it. You know, like that does sound that's, that's like a pub garden kind of thing. Like everyone's like, oh, sun's out, sunglasses on, time to get you know. And and I mean, uh, um, cider in all forms is very is very traditional around here. You get proper scrumpy cider, which is like it's as you say, it's some bloke down the road selling it for two pounds hold, a, a gallon. Hold the phone. Scrumpy. What, what the fuck is scrumpy? Scrumping is uh uh is the tra- traditionally the word for climbing into your neighbor's field and stealing their apples. It's when you don't <coughs> own the orchard and you want to make some I mean like moonshine essentially, you want to make some cider and you right. say, I'm gonna pop next door, have a bit of scrumping, and then I'll make a proper lot up for us later, you know? Why did you go like I, I went proper you West went, Country because well, that's no, where went, scrumping's traditional. That's where I, you went that's like where I live. Samwise like, Gamgee. Yeah, yeah. West Country is is the accent of uh, okay. where I live, and it is very traditional farmer. Like I mean, if everyone's ever seen Hot Fuzz, it's that's what it is. It's oh. every, everyone and their mums is packing around here. I see. Um, I feel like this segment. I feel like cultural <laughs> differences is going to be one of two things. It's going to be me going. Oh, I didn't know that. That's so interesting, like the lemonade thing. Or it's going to be like, what are you talking? Like, it's going to enrage me. Like, yeah. Hank Marvin, what are you talking about? Why is that a thing? Why? That's a person's name. Why is it slang for hungry? Oh, ask Cockney Ramen slang. That is yeah, you can't fault that. Slang. We can't. We need to dedicate an entire episode to Cockney yeah. Ramen slang. Because it, 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 it makes me see red with rage. It makes no sense you just gotta use your loaf mate yeah okay yeah sure <laughs> well can we use our loaf in the next bit please we've been talking about this for 25 minutes so uh the next suggestion uh that i got was touching on your uh ability to create beautiful music with your fingertips oh, uh, something which i do not have the ability to do um and this is a very nebulous suggestion just that it might be fun to do some musical based bits yeah sure and um i love this idea because um i love music 
but I don't have the ability to help you with this. I can mess around with words. Um, I'm just curious what you think. Like, uh, do you think we could craft something for a future episode? You mean like make a song? Uh, or, or like a guessing game or a, um, uh, just something that involves music. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think there's definitely room for it. Um, my fear is that I don't know if I'm a good enough musician to just start playing stuff. I don't sing, which is a big thing. And also the instruments that I'm really, really good at work very well along with other instruments like drums and bass. Right. But I'm not I'm not like a great guitarist. I'm not like a great like, you know, I don't write my own stuff. So that'd be tough. I, I do. I do like the idea of there from people in the past that'll that'll have one person will prepare a series of clips, right? Like one mm-hmm. to two second clips. And it's yep. the very beginning of a song and they all, that's all they get and they have to guess it. I have heard a story about that. That would be, oh God, that would be a very fun segment to do. I agree. It would take, I, it'd take a good bit of, of chopping and screwing in terms of like editing on my end, but I could make that work. Fun. I think uh, we could pretty much answer the suggestion by saying yes. With a question mark, yes, most certainly, uh, yes. and then saying we are open to suggestions. Oh, who su- who suggested this? By the way, we should. Uh, most of these have been from Nat and Alfie, a good okay, friend great. of mine, Phenomenal. who are Thank you for musical musical themselves and um, British as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but uh, um, should I tell my one note story? <laughs> yeah, go for it. So uh, I went. Uh, we mentioned previously on the podcast that I went to see Foo Fighters live. And they came on stage with members of Led Zeppelin performed. Yes. Uh, which is one of the best musical experiences of my life. Uh, same gig. They had a DJ. Before any of the support bands come on, they had a DJ playing songs to the crowd. It was a mm-hmm. big crowd. There were people there for hours beforehand. And he would properly mix them. He wasn't just... It was kind of like a radio DJ in that he was playing full songs. But he would like do intros for each one. And... He had um, No One Knows by Queens of the Stone Age. And I can't remember the name of the song, but it's by Biffy Clyro. Okay. It starts with a repeating note, which to my ears is like, I don't know know how you want to describe it. It's the worst song in the world. It's like, I just can't get behind it. (laughs) That, compared with No One Knows, which is one of my favorite songs that I can always get behind. (laughs) And he would play one note of... Like the first note of No One Knows, chunk, and then he'd play the first note, the other one, bow, and then he would like chop and change, and he was like, ooh, which one am I going to play? Which one am I going to play? And I recognized, I was like, oh, it's No One Knows, I hope he plays that. And all my other friends were like, oh, it's the other song that I love by Biffy Clyro, and I was like, I hope he would play that. And he's just like teasing. He's like playing one note here and then a couple of notes there. So the point that the whole crowd now has recognized the two songs. And then he starts playing maybe five or six notes of No One Knows. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, he's picked that. And then he switched back and played the whole of the other oh, song. And I was like, <laughs> no. It was awful. That's terrible. And, and, and up to that point, my friends had teased me about how much I hated that song because they liked it. And they, whenever it came on, I just had to endure it. <laughs> and this was like the icing on the cake for that, where they were like, hey, public did humiliation. He, did he eventually play the other song? No. No? He moved on, did something else after that. Like, it was just a little tease. And I was like, That's God, horrible. <laughs> but the gig turned out fine at the awful. end anyway, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, of course. But still, that's, that's like, that's so terrible. But yeah, some kind of intros. You know, maybe like similar intros. I would be but... very happy to, because you, I'm sure, have a much stronger knowledge of, like, world music than I do. I I would be happy to prepare 
for the upcoming next couple episodes. I'm not going to commit to the immediate next one because I, I, sure. I don't know. I don't know if I'll have of time to prepare it, but I will uh, absolutely. I'll, I'll I'll throw together like eight to ten two second clips of songs and see how many you get. Sounds and then, like, beautiful. You do the same for me the next next time around. And and maybe I'll get none right and we scrap the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, but that's fine. That's it. We're evolving. That's how absolutely. We've got to test it out. Um. Okay. I love it. Do we want to do our movie thing? Do we want to yeah. address and the movie thing? We need to address the elephant in the movie in the room. <laughs> the elephant uh, in the movie. Yeah, the elephant uh, man in the room. So we we got we got some feedback. Here's the here's the problem, guys. I'm sorry. We like movies, okay? That's the issue. Is <laughs> and I got a lot should, of positive feedback as well. We should have just started a movie podcast, and we should have just talked about movies, <laughs> and that should have been it for the whole thing. Uh, but we didn't. We're doing this, which is fine. We're going to reduce... We're going to create... Here's what we're doing. We're going to create a segment, right? We're going to call it Cinematic Evolution, and it's going to be our movie segment. Because we both like movies too much to not talk about them in this dumb, stupid, dumb podcast. We get withdrawals if we go longer than 20 minutes. We get minutes. withdrawals. However, we get one film each. That's it. For yeah, the a little expose or story one or something film. about it. It could be a film that you rewatch recently and really love. It could be a film mm. that you hate. It could be a film that you just saw in the theaters and want to talk about. It could be whatever. But that's it. that is it, and we promise... <laughs> We won't talk about movies for 30 minutes of a 50-minute episode. It won't happen again. <laughs> this reminds me of, I don't know if you ever listened to the uh, Max Tempkin, Pat Rothfuss podcast they did. No, no. It was called uh, Unattended Consequences. Just two guys who are, you know, moderately famous for making something, you know, a, a game and a Cards Against Humanity and, and, uh, and uh, Name of the Wind and such. And they were just, just talking about their lives and whatever. And Max Tempkin compulsively had to talk about Donald Trump because it was in the run-up to that election oh, and God. he was pro-Hillary. And that was when they were coming out with their Cards Against Humanity packs for a uh, 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 pro-Trump, pro-Hillary post-election. Yes. He did the whole pack. And at some point, Pat and him were like, we can't do this. Every episode <laughs> is just politics. And that's not what people are here for. So they said, we get three mentions per podcast. Oh, God. Okay. So that's like, kind of so what they, we're doing. To our, so we're self-restricting. We can tangent into it but we've got to keep it short and that's a strike. And once you do it three times, there's no more on the podcast. And it worked really well for them. So I feel like we do a segment and maybe we get like two other mentions of films. But if we find ourselves going towards that, just mentally be like back from the break, back from the break. And then we shut up. We, okay. <laughs> right. I should, I should mention that if it is, if it is appropriate within the conversation we're having, of course we can mention a film. Oh, that's what and I that's mean. That's going to be we our excuse it. to talk about whatever movie for 45 minutes. <laughs> But that's what I mean. We we can mention it, but you got to pull yourself back and be like, "This is not the movie segment." I agree. So, cinematic yeah. evolution. Here, here we are. We're in it. We're here. Great. Let's yeah. live. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'm happy for you to go first. Okay. I received. I have a. You are my primary movie friend, right? <laughs> right. Whenever, whenever I happy watch a new be. film, or I or I, or I experience a film that's that's much older that I haven't seen before, I go straight to you. Um, I have another movie friend that is a carryover from high school named Jason. Sweetest guy in the world. Love him to death. He, while I was on my trip to Ireland and France a few weeks ago, um, actually, it's funny to mention that. I was in a layover in Chicago re uh, returning, I think, from that trip. And he goes, hey, what are you doing right now? And I said, I'm in Chicago, Illinois, 
like a million miles away from home. What do you need? And he goes, you need to go see everything everywhere all at once, which is a film that's currently in theaters. Um, and I go, I'm in an airport. And he goes, does the airport have a theater? And I go, no. <laughs> and he goes, how long is your layover? Like, he's serious. He's genuinely serious. Like, you need to watch this movie immediately. Because he knows my taste in movies. He knows that I love uh, kind of confusing, crazy, trippy experiences that mess with existentialism mm-hmm. and uh, and abstract ideas and, and thinking beyond, like, you know the, the the general confines of media. I love that stuff, and and he knows how much I love that stuff. And he goes, "You need to see that film as soon as possible." Uh, and I go, "Okay, all right, sounds good." And and I usually take him at face value because he knows what I like. He knows he has a very good good sense of of movies. Uh, and I, for some reason, I guess I was just busy or whatever. It took me until my girlfriend was in town. Uh, she was in town uh, this last week or the, the, for, for like five or six days um, across the weekend. And right after she got off the plane, we had some time to kill before uh, before our Airbnb was ready for us to check in. So we went to go see this film. It changed me, Kente, <laughs> in a way that pieces of media have rarely changed me. Wow. It was an immediate favorite i have heard it um uh, reviewed well but i haven't heard anything about it it is difficult to describe with words it's one of those movies right it's mm. one of those things where it's like oh this you got to see this film it's unbelievable uh what's it about uh i don't know everything. just go just go see it everything everywhere all at once is what uh-huh. it's about. um it it plays with your life and it plays with family dynamics and it plays with your acceptance of the world and it plays with your denial of reality and it takes all these things and it wraps it up into a big ball and also turns it into an awesome action movie a great sci-fi film i i i i have i will never stop saying good things about this movie it became i said a couple episodes ago that eternal sunshine of the spotless mind is my favorite movie movie of all time it did. because of the things that I've described in, in everything everywhere all at once. I believe that with one single viewing of everything everywhere all at once, it has surpassed that film as my favorite movie wow. of all time. And that's not a common thing. I mean, like, no, you know. it's not to, to see a movie once and go, that's my favorite movie. That's my favorite yep. movie ever made. That's it's the best tough, one. But but I, I at, at least at this moment, I am a horrible victim of recency bias. Like I will <laughs> go like that's the best movie ever made, and then I'll think about it for a week and go, No, it isn't. But I am <laughs> I am confident right now at least excuse me, that that is my favorite film made by human beings. And I would I would recommend everybody go and see it. I am uh, uh even more enthusiastic about seeing it now than I have been before. Like I said, I heard uh, positive reviews, but nothing else. And and I want to see it now. Now, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> good. My, my my friend Jason was right. I wish I had gone to see it in that stupid airport or wherever I was. Yeah. Wow. It's that that's good. Cl- that's a glowing review. It's good. It's really really good, Kinta. Awesome. I, I I'm so glad that like in among 
whatever you think about blockbusters and indie films and all these things. And, and uh, I'm so glad there's still such diverse cinema being made and a movie like this can come out and just affect people like that and go, boom, quality drama, you know, in your face. Well, it's it's tough, right? The joke is that Hollywood is out of ideas, mm-hmm. right? They, they keep rebooting things and redoing That's things. That's the tagline and... that people keep. <laughs> and and making things that you know have already been made or making things that are cookie cutter things of other of other movies yeah. or tv or whatever um and and to have a film like this come out and just blow everything out of the water the same very close to another multiverse film dr strange and the multiverse right. of madness which i have we'll talk about another time because i'm only consigned to one movie i'm sorry i'm doing that already <laughs> um <laughs> I did not enjoy, and I'm a I'm a strong enjoyer of the MCU movies. I did mm. not like Doctor Strange two. Uh, we'll talk about that another time. I but, also haven't seen that, uh, and I have heard mixed things. So I, I'm not I'm not a fan. But I'll definitely be prioritizing the former movie than, than Doctor Strange to <laughs> to so elegantly do that after a preview when the previews were airing for Everything Everywhere All at Once. It was it it played kind of like a comedy movie. Yeah. Kind of like it was going to be this fun, whimsical journey of like, you know, this woman who who can travel through different universes and stuff, which which if it was just that film, I would have gone, oh, great. That, that that was a great time. But it was that on top of this masterpiece in human analyzation. And it, it, it just blew mm-hmm. me the hell away. And I'll stop talking about it because if I don't, I will talk about it forever. Please, please continue with your film. Well, I was going to say, by by contrast, I have, uh, to bring us back down to Earth, um, we mentioned in uh, one of our previous episodes that I felt that Fight Club had probably aged since it came out. Uh, And coincidentally, in the last week, uh, someone approached me and said, I haven't seen Fight Club. I read a synopsis. I saw the poster. It looks like a stupid buddy comedy. Let's watch it. <laughs> and I was like, "Do you know anything about it?" And they were like, "They were like, no, it looks like bad Photoshop." And I was like, "All right." <laughs> so me and a group of people got together and we started watching it. And they quite quickly were just like, "What is this? This is weird." I was so sad because I still haven't seen the movie. I was oh, so well. sad when I was away. Well, my girlfriend was in town. Uh, and I saw the notification that you guys were going to watch that. I was like, no, I like that's the perfect opportunity to watch it. Also, why do we stop? Why have we for the second time decided not to say Faeus's name? I, I, I it's, I it's Faeus. It's, it's a bit of an it's aside. The ghost of Moronic evolution that we keep not <laughs> referencing. It's well, Faeus. I, I keep not referencing people because I feel like the wider our audience gets, the more they're going to be like, who? Um, Fair. That's true. And in this case, it it doesn't matter who it is. That's it, true. You're right. But but it is Faeus, and Faeus is a, a delightfully innocent person, so it made An it angel. even better. One of my Absolutely. favorite human beings on the planet. So it made it even better. They didn't know that they were watching this intense movie with ultraviolence and psychological whatever and trauma and right. and one of the biggest twists in cinematic history, which I won't spoil. Sure, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but when the twist came... He was already disillusioned enough with the movie that he was like, "There's something weird happening," but it still hit him like a freight train. It was like the really the, okay witnessing that reaction was so good because he was like, "This isn't as silly funny as I thought it was going to be," but it's still a weird movie. 
with these guys hanging out doing stupid stuff, punching each mm-hmm. other. Uh, yeah, when the twist hit, he was just like, what the actual fuck is going on? <laughs> and it was so good. Because going into a movie, not even knowing there is a twist. Going into oh, it's that movie, amazing. I know, exactly. And and, and I said, uh, like, uh, it, it, I believe it was um, episode two we were talking, and I said that I felt like the philosophy of it had aged. It was really interesting. Now having watched it, I thought it was much more of a macho, like men being men kind of thing. Actually, it's a real like Gen X nihilism of like, I, I don't want to be too harsh on it because I have some great Gen X friends, but who are like, you know, boohoo, we have no great direction in our lives because we haven't had a war or depression like we are the middle children of history is one of the lines. And it just, it, we've been through so much since with the pandemic and you're just like, come on, <laughs> it's not that big of a problem. Yeah. Work sucks and consumerism's bullshit. Sure. But... That makes sense. So, so the edge has come off it a bit, but it's still a great movie. And I was, I thoroughly enjoyed it from a different perspective watching it. Um, and that was another one. When I first heard about it, I was like, Oh, I've got to watch this. And, and then I did. And I studied it at, at college and, and, you know, for media mm-hmm. studies and, I'm, just, I'm I'm done with it now. I'm alright. I'm happy to have watched it. <laughs> I'm like I've done I've done my full journey on it. It feels which is which is that's a fair. Interesting, satisfying thing to realize. But uh, and I, and I don't think I would have rewatched it anytime soon had Faye's not recommended it. He just popped up out of the blue. And went I want to watch this. And I, I like, I find that great. that's when I have the biggest shift in opinion for movies. Yeah, is when I go. Or is when somebody else comes to me and goes, I'd like to watch this movie. And I go, oh, I've seen it. Didn't really love it. And they're like, well, I'd still like to watch it. So we watch it. That's when I have, like, the change of heart, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, like Pulp Fiction with you yeah. recently. Uh, had very negative opinions of that film until we rewatched it with Faeus. Uh Feel much better about the movie. Still have my gripes, but feel much better. Uh, the Star Wars prequels, namely episode <laughs> three. I was like, I haven't seen those since I was a little, 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 little kid. Yeah, uh, and they're like, "Let's watch it again." I watched it with some some friends from 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 high school, uh, and found out that mm-hmm. you know episode one is still boring. Episode two is batshit crazy with like what mm-hmm. decisions they decided to go through, and episode three is like genuinely one of the better Star Wars films ever made. So it's like wow. I don't know what I don't know what happened. I but, don't think but, we should we should ever do a Star Wars episode. Uh, podcast oh because I disagree with everything you just said. Okay, Jesus. All right. Well, that's something for the future. But we no, need it's to not. only talk about one movie. We need each. to we need to bury that right now. Okay, you're right. That, that, you're right. that is gone. a bonus bonus episode that it's only gone. the bravest will done. come along and, and and listen to. I think some people would enjoy it. I think others would hate it. So we'll have we to also do... we also can't talk about the sequel trilogy either because I will blow. A, I'll have an aneurysm live on air. C- can we can we do a a, a prequel? podcast uh, where, where we talk about the star wars prequels yes you know like and then we'll just yes, we'll we release can. it on the same you know rss but just as it's non-canonical it's not in the number order it'll be a bonus it's, episode it's, it's moronic evolution and new hope you know oh my god okay because that's great i love it my friend anna is a big I, I say fan is a big star wars yeah fan but had their problems with the sequels do you uh, think we can convince to come onto the show, perfect. It will Let's make us all infuriated, uh, passionate, 
and it'll be a romp through our different opinions and shouting at each other and uh, telling seriously, each other we don't l- understand. Let's plan on doing that. Let's let's yeah, let's absolutely. do a Star Wars episode yeah. with Anna and we'll talk yeah. we'll we'll do the first third we'll be talking about the original trilogy, the second third we'll be talking about the prequel trilogy and the final third which I'm sure will be a bloodbath. We'll talk about the sequel trilogy. We have to call that it That sounds like so much fun. We have to call it now that's podcasting. <laughs> no, we can't call it that. Uh, can we call it the the Boon to Eve classic? Yes, that's perfect. We'll we'll we'll, we'll workshop titles. Sub Subulba's nuts. There's so many <laughs> options. Okay. Are you are you yeah. good wrapping up cinematic evolution at this point? <laughs> yes. What do we uh, What do we have left? We're we're uh, well. We're, we're burning through it. What do we have? We are. Uh, but. There was a suggestion, once again, from Nat and Alfie, very kind con- contributors this week. Thank um, you, by the way. You have, you have fueled episode three. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and we appreciate it. We have two uh, word games here, which I want to mention. One, Ooh, fun. I know, is a no-brainer, so I'll do that one second. The first one uh, um, is the idea that one or either of us, or both, have to try and slip a mystery word into a podcast without the other one noticing. Oh, that's right. Have you done that? I haven't. I didn't pick one this time. We did briefly I, discuss before recording whether I, I would have, try and do it already. I have two that I prepared <laughs> before the episode and I love, but I have not found a okay. place to put it. Yeah, so, so we'll 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 find a time. So conceptually, in my mind, this is uh, exactly my kind of game. I love this kind of silliness. Uh, I I don't know how hard to make the word if I pick. Like anti-disestablishmentarianism or well, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, yeah. it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. But if I pick uh, avocado, it's in there. I think I said it earlier, or, or, yeah, or kumquat not... or whatever. But this, it's too easy. So we right. got to it's got to be something it. out there, right? It's got to yeah. be something where where the other person can easily identify it as the word. Absolutely, it's going to be a delicate. Like I'm talking about Star Wars, and I'll suddenly say, you know. Right. James T. Riker or whatever, you know. <laughs> well, whatever. I, the it random can't be phrase proper nouns. <laughs> no, it can't. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good idea for the future. I think we should um, spitball that and see if we can set it up better. I love it. It'll be a little scavenger hunt for both of us, like a continuous but, scavenger hunt. I don't know if this is the name of it, but the second idea is called, at the moment, if you're holly and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> and this is a game where Luckily, you and I both have two syllables in our names. So if you're Kintan, you know it. If you're Holly, you know it. Right. The clap your hands part is changeable. As long as it's three syllables, this was pitched to me as a game you play. You walk up to someone without them knowing, and I say, if you're Holly and you know it, name five cats. And you just have to, quick as you can, <laughs> reel off five cats that you know the name of. And it, oh, it, it, it incites a weird, spontaneous panic in people where they're like, uh, uh, d- uh, uh, one, uh. Of the, one of the cats. And because our names fit, we could just do it to each other randomly. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's so good. I it's can name five cats idea. right now because there's six of them in my house. Well, there you go. What are five of your cats' names? D- t- actually, oh. t- tell me all of them. Okay. I'll go in order. This I won't interrupt the bit. It is the, the oldest is Toby. And then we got uh, two cats that were raised together that we named Koro and Tiki, both inspired nice. by the Tiki Room in, in Disneyland. Uh, and then after that, we got, I believe it was Hina, also inspired from from the, the Tiki Room wow. in Disneyland. 
and then we got Louie. And then the oldest, or oh, sorry, the, the the most recent one we got is Opie, O P I E, that we mm. that's the only one that we didn't name. Is that named um, after the uh, the artist Robert Opie? Oh, uh, I don't think maybe actually I don't know. We didn't uh, like like I said we didn't name him. Uh, we we adopted him pre named. So oh, okay. but all the other ones we named. Uh, we had a cat that we adored. Um, to like like sunshine of our lives named silas which we uh or which my mother named after uh the book the graveyard book which is one of our our favorite family books uh i believe it's her favorite book by uh by neil gaiman a- amazing amazing book geared for a younger audience uh and that cat unfortunately passed away very early because of a heart condition at, at three years old i i think so in order to to she she said, either I get more cats or I get a tattoo. Wow! And she decided on more cats, and she just didn't stop going. So we we are currently in a house of six cats. There are so many that there there are rival gangs of cat. There are downstairs cat and upstairs cat, and every once in a while they will have turf arguments. That's the most polite way I've ever heard that put. Turf arguments. <laughs> that's that's turf disputes. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyways, uh, sorry, that was a massive tangent. No, um, no, that's fine. But yeah, yeah, I, I think the um, the example I came up with for this game when I was discussing it with Alfie was if you're Alfie and you know it, name five beans. And he, he did. But one of them was that's, baked, that's and really I questioned it. Baked? No, yeah. that's not. That's not a type of bean. That's like saying refried. Like, that's just a preparation <laughs> of bean. Exactly. <laughs> But you know us Brits, baked beans are so ubiquitous. It's yeah, a type yeah, of bean yeah, at this yes, point. Yes. Yeah. Um, so so here's here's a follow-up question. When I say at some point in the show, if you're Kinte and you know it, suck a dick, what are you gonna <laughs> like how do you how do you I res- oblige? I, I uh respectfully respond, that's not a question. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, I guess. But no, I love it. That's great. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, you know, I like the idea that I got that power that I can just say, "If you're Holly, you know it." Discuss some films, and you'll have to be like, "I can't," and I have to do. It. Yeah, it's like I I found myself contractually to only talk about one movie. No, yeah, but yeah, usually it's a short and snappy sort of like uh like like not quite a quiz question, but you know, like clap your hands, like it's something you can do straight away. Sure, I like and it. That's good. It it yeah. keeps us on our toes. I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, let's uh. Let's really quickly just go through a couple of, couple of things before we close out. Um, you have apologies and fact check written down, which is what we did last episode. We we don't have any from last episode. However, I have thought of one from episode one that oh, I don't I, think we addressed. And I've noticed two from this episode that I made from already. This, okay, we have to save <laughs> that till next episode. We can't we can't air out the laundry of this episode. Until fair enough. Next. Fair enough. I think if memory serves. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I apologize. But I think when you were describing one of the two Reservoir Dogs posters that you had in your room, I believe yeah. instead of saying Mr. Pink and Mr. White, I believe you said Mr. Pink and Mr. Blonde in that classic pose of one laying down or one standing up with the yes, gun. Yes, I, I did, yeah. I, I I think that is a correction that needs to be made. Because if, I mean, it's been a, a week, a couple weeks or so since I saw the movie, but I believe that scene is... Mr. Pink right. standing up and Mr. White laying down? Is that correct? No, it's Mr. Pink laying down, Mr. White. Okay. Either way, uh, I believe something. you said Mr. Blonde, 
which you love the quote from Mr. Blonde, and you have yeah. a poster of Mr. Blonde, but that's not the poster that we were referencing. Yeah, I had two two posters, and one was Mr. Blonde standing there drinking his, you know, drinking his milkshake and saying that famous yes. quote. And the other one was a whole bunch of different shots, but the biggest one in the middle was that. Right. Not 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 the Mexican standoff shot, but like the yeah those two one lying down, one standing up. Right. Um, yeah. and that's uh, it. That's that's all I have for uh, shots. That's all I have for uh, for apologies and fact checks. Um, yeah, we did much better this we, time. Do we have anything else? Uh, I, I well, I want to thank Faeus for the intro music, which we are working on. But this, yes, this, incredible. This we, we have we have been we've been bouncing around on what we want to do permanently, or at least semi permanently for for an intro and outro music. Yeah. Um, but tentatively, what Faeus has recorded for us is lovely and great, and it plays through my head all day because I love Absolutely. it. I love the tune so much. And it's I'm hoping to I'm hoping to have that as a springboard into something maybe more complex or more idiosyncratic to us, but we'll see. Yes, absolutely. We will figure that out in the future, but until then, Faeus, thank you so very much for lending your talents for us absolutely. Uh, for that music. Um, and I have um, one further mention I want to make. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> special mention in defense of Waffle House. Um, oh, the, for the, Christ's the, sake. The aforementioned friend who I had spoken to and I told a story about came forward and said, I feel like I should be offended and I need to, <laughs> I, I, I need to defend Waffle House. So maybe we should do that as a future feature. We should uh, get them on as a guest and ask them to tell us what's so great about it. I am, I'm pretty much outside this. I'm a British person who's never been to a Waffle House, but uh, you seem to have strong opinions. So I will go on the record <laughs> on this episode, episode three of Moronic Evolution. And I will invite our mutual friend, his name is Renchi. Renchi. Or his, yeah. his, his online name is Renchi. To come onto this show and tell me why I should pick eating at a Waffle House over eating a chunk of drywall, which I would much rather eat at this current state than any food from a Waffle House. I respect myself very little, but just enough to not. Put Waffle House in my body. How dare he? This will go down as the biggest blight on moronic evolution that we have a mutual friend that is that 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 dares defend the house of Waffle. I'm gonna write down that drywall thing as uh, an everyday risk that you've taken. Just saying. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I want to do it. I'd say it, I'd I'd say I'd gladly accept. A big shiny plate of drywall over a big shiny plate of whatever pig trough slop. Wow! That a Waffle House would be willing to offer. I would me. like to separate myself from this once again. Say I'm neutral party, <laughs> oh, but I'm all here for the fireworks, the vitriol. If we can get that going on a on a on a friendly forum, I will happily mediate and, and try and keep a lid on a few of the more personal insults. That's fair. Um, I think that's it. That's all we got, right? If this, if if nothing else, I think that has evolved us. It's true. Um, I'm gonna we 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 purposefully didn't talk about the outro because we argued over it last time. Here <laughs> is what I intended. Wonderful. Here is what I intended. Just go with me, just for two seconds. The music's sure. probably already playing. Uh, I'm Holly Davenport. I'm John Kinte. And have we evolved? Maybe. No, I don't think so. All right. Bye. See you next week. See you next week.